0: Okay, we are on uh, Gimel Bey's 3B, and uh, we're trying to understand the two views that are Mishnah that said the reason why the egg is forbidden is because of a rabbinic decree. Now, if it was only Nidhi so why is it that we learned on the Mishnah that if this forbidden egg gets mixed with other eggs, it's not nullified? Wouldn't we allow for nullification? That's the question. So the Gemara's answer is, this goes like the view that certain things don't have nullification. And it'll take a paragraph to get to that halacha. So um, that's the Gemara's question. So Omar of Papa, four lines from the bottom. high Tana Tana de Liter The author of our Mishnah that said that the egg that was forbidden because it was laid on Yantav, even if it was rabbinic, would not be nullified because it holds like the opinion by the dried figs the the things that are sold by number they each number the more you have the more they cost so that means that the, each number is significant a few bit low bottle even if it's only rabbinic, it's not bottle and certainly the kosher de risa. where do we see that opinion at salpiego. let's say somebody presses a whole liter a liter is an amount of dried figs into a circle but some of these dried figs were truma. And truma, it was truma de Rabbanin, And it's forbidden mid But v'en yadev ezeh And he doesn't know exactly which circle. These figs were pounded into a circle and they're sold in like a cake. But he doesn't know which one. Oh, al pi'a chavis, or was in a barrel v'en is a chavis. He doesn't know which barrel. Or dosa b'chaviris v'en yadev or, it was in a basket, and he doesn't know which basket, so what do you do? Remeir Omer, as we turn to the top of Dalin Amin, Aleph, he says the following. Roy, Nessa, Jonas, Kilane Well, the question is, the, the row of figs that was Truma was on, was on a top row. So, even though only the top rows, you should only be able to nullify it with other top rows of figs. But, you look at it as if the top row and the bottom row are together... And count the entire mass of figs, and you can nullify it and say it 's okay. Yeshua says no if there's a hundred mouths, you need a hundred times for nullification for this kind of truma, so if the mouth meaning the top row yellow, then you can nullify it then the tops of all these figs are going to be astra term the bottom is permitted again what happened is you 're putting the these dried figs into a circular uh, cake, so to speak, turning them into, uh, to the be sold in a circle. And you, the, tr- the figs that you accidentally used for Trumo were on the pum, the top. And you don't actually have 100 of these circles. But the question is, is it, and uh, do you, to nullify it, do you need 100 circles? Or does it suffice to add the total mass together? If you have a hundred tops, then you can nullify it. But the bottom half is permitted because either way, when you press the figs, you didn't press the truma figs by mistake into the bottom of it. He says he doesn't care. Even if you have 300 figs, Lo it won't be nullified. What happens if you pressed it and you don't know which one, then everybody agrees then you can nullify it. Morris said, what do you mean? that we just said, (laughs) we just contradicted what we just said that there's a huge argument whether you can use nullification over here. You don't know which part of a circle. So then everybody says you could. The bottom line is we have one view that even a rabbinic thing does not, a nullification doesn't work. And so that would fit with the view of our Mishnah, and so we can't really prove anything from the fact that nullification doesn't work, whether or not it's an de Rabbanin or an de Okay, fine. Ravashi. Ravashi says, um, the, 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 he has a different approach to our question. Our question was, why don't you nullify it if it's only de Rabbanin? And the answer is, in the rules of nullification, that only works if there's no other choice. Nullification is when you have no choice, something got mixed in. But what if you can wait and it'll be then permitted? That's called davashyesho matirin. Then uh, you're required to wait and let it be permitted. lolum safik yom tov safik If you're not sure if the egg was laid on yatev during the week, that's a davashyesho matirin. That's something that'll become permitted. It's called davashyesho matirin. It's something that'll become permitted after you are a bun and low batal. You can wait till the next day, and then you can eat the egg. So there's no reason to rely on nullification over here. Okay, that also answers the question. Now, uh, we're going back to our Mishnah. So we were trying to prove which opinion was right of the four opinions, whether the Mishnah was talking the reason the egg is forbidden is a rabbinic decree or a Torah decree, and we really didn't uh, prove either way. All, all those four opinions are still standing. Now, Lemur wants to understand the Mishnah itself in Be'i Shammai a little more, who said it was okay you can eat the egg. And then it says, the egg and its mother. Meaning that if there's a chicken, you can eat the chicken that laid the egg and the egg. Uh, what's the case? If you, this chicken, you were planning on eating the chicken. And then the chicken laid an egg. It's simple that you could eat the chicken and the egg of course, it and its mother are not because actually you planned on using them for yantaf it must be, we're in the middle of the page we're speaking about a chicken that was set aside for business for raising eggs, it wasn't meant to be used on yantaf, so Then the egg and the mother should be forbidden because they're not really planned on using these for yantaf so what does it mean the case of eating the mother and it? what it means is that if you find out you can eat the mother then you, that tells you you can eat the egg for example you just bought a chicken if we see that that chicken was shechted so then it becomes clear then it's clear that this was an eating chicken and therefore it's clear that it's an eating egg and you can eat it Lo if you didn't shecht the mother then the mother was the purpose was uh, for raising eggs, and then it's muxam. Reb Marie Omar Guzmaktani. He says that this is an expression. Uh, guzma literally means a. Um, it, it, it means an exaggeration, but what it really means is it's an expression. You can eat the egg and its mother, and you can eat the egg it and the uh, and the shell. So, what does it mean? The shell? If you really mean the shell, who eats shells? nobody eats shells we just mean that you can eat the chick fully you can eat the egg that it means that you can totally eat it and the whole argument is that's if the egg came out they don't argue if the egg uh, was inside the chicken or then it wouldn't be a problem so clearly, the when we talk about a chick inside the shell, we don't mean the shell. Here also, when you say "eat it and its mother," that's an expression. It just means it's okay to eat. But uh, you know, it and its mother really, we just mean you can eat the egg. Itmar something new. Shabbos uh, v'yantav. What happens if it's a two-day? It's a Shabbos followed by a yantav. Rabble and then your chicken lays an egg. So. No, the If the egg is laid on Shabbos, you still can't eat it on Yom Tov. Yochanan says, no, the If it's born on one day, you can eat it the next day. So what's the argument? Maybe Rav holds Shabbos and Yom are like one holiness, and so if it's forbidden, if it's forbidden in the first day, it'll stay forbidden. But the halacha is. Rab said that we hold like that Shabbos and Yantuf are two different things. So, why would the egg be forbidden if it's laid on one day to the next day? The answer is this must be a different thing. This is called preparing. We had this earlier that when something, we, you're not supposed to use something that was prepared on a day where you're not supposed to prepare. For example, on Shabbos, you're not supposed to prepare for the weekday. So, if an egg was hatched on Shabbos, you, that's called like preparing for after Shabbos. We wouldn't use it. Rav Isle Hachanat Rabba. Rabba says that such a thing is forbidden. Rav Yochanan Lesle Hachanat Kitanoi. That's an earlier argument. No, the Bishabbos Tochel. Uh, uh, if it gave birth on Shabbos, the first opinion says, and then the next day's Yantuf, you can eat on Yantuf. But Yantuf Tochel Bishabbos. So the first view says you can eat it one day to the next. In other words, if it was born one day, you can eat the egg the next day. If it was hatched one day. Rabbi Yudas, you that, no, it's still a machloche. be Shama says you could. Ubei Silo says lo to toche. the The Mora brings Ushpezinka to Rav Adabarava, the host. The word Ushbizim means a guest. Like you have your Ushbizim in the Sukkah, Ushpezinka means a host. The host of Ravadabarava, Havale Hanuk, Beit, and Mian, they had some eggs that were laid on Yontif, and then the next day was Shabbos, and he wanted the host wanted to know if they were okay, and he brought them to the Rav that was staying there. Can we cook them today to eat tomorrow? So he was thinking that Rav Yochanan says you could use from one day to the other, but even Rav Yochanan you can't cook it on Yontif for tomorrow. Today it's forbidden. So you'd have to, like, just swallow the raw egg on Shabbos, but it would be permitted. But you, um, you can't do it on the day of Yantav that it was laid. And the proof to that is, it says, So that the day that an egg is laid on Shabbos or Yantav, you don't use it. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, the next day you could. And you don't use it. You can't even use it to cover, like, a lid of a vessel, or to hold up a bed. One more story, or halacha, the host of Repapa, or the person came in front of papa and he said, there were eggs that were laid on Shabbos, can they be used on Yantaf? So, uh, can I eat them on the next day? He said, I'm sorry, I can't tell you right now, because right now is Yantaf, and he, 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 people on Yantaf make Kiddush and they drink, and he would not paskin halacha when he drinks. Uh, come back tomorrow. And Rav also, when he used to teach halacha in his shirim he wouldn't teach halacha. Because if it was at a time when people were drinking, uh, he, he would never paskin at a time when people were drinking. When the next day came as we turned the page. And he had time to think over the halacha. He said, "It's a good thing I didn't tell you the halacha yesterday." Iku hashta I would have made a mistake because I would have told you we hold like Rav Yochanan that from if an egg is laid on one day, it's permitted the next day. Why, on my Rav, Yochanan? Because typically when Rav and Rav Yochanan argue halacha, it's Rav Yochanan that it would have been okay. But I researched a little more and I remember the teaching of Rava that hilchah kavaster Rav b'hanitzlas that in these three cases we hold like Rav, that the egg is forbidden. That, that there are three cases like when Rav argues with Rabbi Yochanan, one of them is this case where the egg is forbidden, and we hold like Rav, whether he was the lenient one, or the strict one. What were those three cases? So now we'll go through the cases that even though Rav Yochanan usually we, the halacha was like, when Rav argued in these three cases, the halacha was like Rav. If uh, wood falls off a tree on Shabbos, Asir be yantuf. And the next day is Yantuf, and Yantuf, usually you're allowed to use wood for a fire. Since it fell on Shabbos, when it's usur, it stays usur. And you might ask why is that difference than an egg that's laid on Yantuf? So my time at ha'chazi Mishumdiyomakazilagomo. When an egg is laid you don't need to cook it. Uh it's uh, you could eat it raw, and still we make you wait until tomorrow. Everybody knows debas Yoma Asura that the day the egg comes in on Shabbos or on Yuntif you can't use it, but aitzim wood de lo yom Everybody knows that you didn't use the wood on Shabbos because you can't make fires on Shabbos. So shari if you're going to permit people to use the wood that fell on Shabbos the next day, asti people are going to think Mama nami shari that even if the wood fell on Yantuf itself, it's permitted. Esmo, I, when it fell yesterday, we waited. That was because yesterday was Shabbos, the low saka because there's no fires. On that teaching where of Yohanan said, you can't use the wood on Yantav that fell yesterday on Shabbos, Omer um, Rav, Masna, not Rav Masna, that's, uh, yeah, this is Rav Masna, not Rav, Omer um, Rav Masna, etzim, shenishu What about a case where wood fell off a tree and it fell right into the fire on Yantav? So in this case, you've got a problem that you had wood that we wouldn't use, but it got mixed with wood that we would use. So he says, What you can do is you can add extra wood to the fire and this way, the majority of wood will be kosher. It didn't fall that day and it's okay. Ah, the Morris says, why is that okay? But happy be surah. Aren't, isn't there the forbidden wood mixed in that fell that day? The Gomorrah said, no, the since most of the wood is okay, you look at it like the majority. But how can you take the good wood, mix it in with the bad wood, and nullify it? Won't we have a rule, we don't usually nullify things? Again, wood that falls on Yontif itself is muksa. And how can you use that wood and add it to a bunch of other wood and cook it? So Lumaris says, even though we don't usually nullify, that's an Iser Torah. But if it's only an Iser Rabban, you could do it. Either, Avashi says something that if you wait a little bit, it'll be okay. This wood that fell on Yontif, if you wait till after Yontif, you could use it. We don't usually nullify it. So according to that, how are you allowed to nullify this wood? <coughs> The Mora answered, That's when the Iser is in front of you, you can't nullify it. Over here, the wood is going to be burnt. It's okay to nullify it with the kosher wood. Okay. Itmar, one final question. What happens with the two Yamim Tovim of Gullius, like we celebrate? What happens if some egg is laid on one day? Can you eat it the next? You can eat it the second day. Rav Asi says, no, no What is this? The two days are like one day of holiness. And that's why if it's forbidden on the first day, it stays forbidden on the second. Does Rav hold the two-day yuntuf is one holiness? I'm sorry, does Rav Asi hold that? He used to make Havdola after the first day. So he didn't really hold the, se- the... Both days were the same holiness. The Gemara answers, no. He really wasn't sure, is it two separate days or one day? He was machmer to make avdola. He just said, Baruch as Rashi says. And he was machmer also not to use the ink. It's logical that way. to Because today we know which day is the real Riosh Kodesh. Because, and which day is the real Yanta? Din and Tre we still keep two days, um, and uh, so that may, makes it seem that it must be Kedusha Achas. Rav He said no. It's uh, Rav is more Mustavra. Uh, that it's two different Kedushas. It's none. Brisho and Masos. Originally, they used to try to notify the communities uh, if the Beis had sanctified the new moon by doing fire signals. Mishikilcha kusim, the kusim, the Samaritans tried to mess us up, and that system was no longer reliable. His sikhnu, so they made a new system. She shluchim yotzim, that there would be messengers would go to the cities to tell them if they needed to keep a two-day yantaf or not. Which day was the real yantaf? Neviilub, it implies though, if the kusim would go away and we'd have some other way to signal those cities, Avdinu chad we would keep a one-day holiday. So that means it's really not two days of kedusha. You would keep one day, but so if this is really true, that it's really one day of yantif, and we just keep the second day because we're not sure today where we know the calendar and we know which is the real day. Might why do we keep two days? So the more answer, they said from Eretz Yisrael, that you should. Be careful to do what you've done until now and keep the two days. And you might think you know what's the real day, but uh, there'll be times when the kingdoms will make it difficult to learn Torah and people will not necessarily know how to intercalculate the calendars. That takes a lot of wisdom to know the schedule of the moon. And so it'll, it'll come out. Rashi says that people won't know the right date for Pesach and they could end up eating klamitz on Pesach. So a part of keeping the two days is to ensure that even the one day is kept correctly. Okay, We'll stop here.